Indiana's a theater hipster. She wants to see <laughs> German <laughs> experimental. I hate theater. that I was just called that a theater hipster. <laughs> That's me. She yeah. was like you like Vano stuff. Oh uh, my god, yes. Okay. You want them to spill tomato juice all over your face. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. a view from yeah. the bridges. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Shock me. Like yes. wow me. Monica. Welcome to the podcast. You can get any man you want. You don't need that one. Mm. It's yeah. true. I agree. <laughs> what the the famous guy? Why do you have to break Monica's heart? We Maybe all you, you can know. start a podcast like Dead Eyes, where the whole thing is like trying to get ending marriage. I'm just getting sadder and sadder. Is really what's happening. No, I already decided I'm marrying a man who didn't know I existed and uh, who apparently is already married with children. Why is this a pattern? <laughs> Maybe you just like unavailable men. I do. Me too. Gotcha. Talk about in therapy a lot. Oh. I like unavailable men and unavailable men like me because they can tell I am also oh, unavailable. Well, that's the thing. It's oh, not our fault. Yeah. They like attracts like. Yeah. yeah. There's something in my eyeball. Oh. Get it? Do you need eye drops? No, I think it's just Why like do you randomly size. have eye drops? She always has eye drops. I have clinically dry eyes, so I have special. You have dry eyes. Does someone have a mirror? I have a mirror. On. I got it recently in... Larchmont. Oh, cute. Um, I never have a, a mirror, and then it drives me crazy. Shout out. LA, Shout out. Shout out. Larchmont. Let's start. All right. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Huzzah. Hello. You're hearing some familiar voices today. We have returning <laughs> a couple of our faves. We have Monica McCarthy and Alex Wright. Hi. Indy's Hi. here, too. I really am. For a short time. <laughs> She's going to leave us and go to Barcelona after... We finish this episode, and I'm going to be left to uh, do this by to man myself. The ship. I know it's like <laughs> it's fun. I get to like kind of just chill. It's so good. I get to watch Haley fumble over I there. Finally, I'm <laughs> learning how to use the soundboard. Let's see if we got to have to turn up the volume. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you look Test. like you're trying to DJ. Oh, I look quite pretty. Oh, <gasps> Kira, do you fear death? <laughs> Guys, I think that was it. Oh, I think you missed one at the top too. What was the first? Oh, this one doesn't have anything. It's not a little. This is the swear button. That's if we say wait for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck your. Oh my god, that's so good. Um, uh, guys, the soundboard in London is a little bit more fun than the it really is. in LA. LA is just rap beats. Everyone's kind of serious. Hey yeah. guys, uh, what are we doing here? We're in London, actually. Where are we? London. London. We're, London. we're in North London. Yeah. We mm-hmm. are, we're in Camden. We're at the beautiful Pirate Studios in Camden today. Uh, free, How Taylor quick Swift free shout out to Pirate Studios for always being available. I know. I hope your business is doing well, because yeah. um, you're always available to be booked out. But you're always uh, willing to take our money <laughs> so that we can record in yeah. your studios. Um, this is actually a really cool trip because we all kind of came together at the same time and decided to come. Um, but we That's all have our own dirty. kind of. I know <laughs> the beep sound. You know, <laughs> but um, but we all kind of have our own like origin stories with London, um, and we're all in a different kind of like phase of coming back and reflecting and and I think I think a place like that is so interesting when you're building a new community of friends because we're coming back to something that we all have you know very different experiences with mm-hmm. and um and we're making new memories together so so that's very Aww. very cool Aww, yeah. yesterday we wrapped up our um first london event with cinematography for actors that you two were incredibly um fantastic at doing the panel with us it was so fun yeah it was it was i didn't do much you oh, did a lot yes you did even if you say one thing it's like I know it's everybody's takeaway of the evening. So oh, well, yeah. Thank you. Well, no, now I feel great. like crap. But <laughs> no, Monica's. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, Monica's like known now as like a staple in our community because of um her involvement in kind of three, four yeah. events now. Three, yeah. four, yeah. Four, yeah. three million. Cook evidence and um and last night. So uh, thank you to CVP and Illuminatrix for hosting us yesterday because it was so great to to kind of have an overwhelming response of like we need more of this yeah. here as well yeah. because you never know testing a new market. What I love about what y'all are doing is um every time I explain 
to people what y'all do mm-hmm. and what, what what cinematography for actors is everyone is just like yes yeah, yes, like yes, yes, yes. yes thank God, yes. Yeah, and they're God. like, "This is, doesn't exist," and you're like, "No, have you seen it before?" And they're like, "No," and you're like, "Then it doesn't." Okay. Yeah, exactly. we're at every event every week, and it does not exist. It's kind of like wild. Yeah. Um, but hey, I want to hear kind of. I want to talk about the different London stories that led us oh, here yeah. and stuff like that. Um, Alex, sure, your history with London. What what is it? So, um, my very first time abroad ever, I was twenty. And this is highly embarrassing. I was like, oh, I'm going, I was going to Paris. I was like, I need to dress nice for this international uh-huh. flight. I don't know why I mm-hmm. thought that. Um, so I, I wore like a dress and heels and Cute. boarded this plane and, and they let me in like on first class. And I was like, oh my God, we all get to sit in these nice chairs. And then they were like, no, no, keep going. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it looks like any other airplane. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, had a, we had a layover in London and, um, and it was like a like a multiple wasn't a layover. We had like a stop in London, so it was like a multiple day stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a study abroad in Paris. I should have said that. Um, and so I got to spend like three or four days in London, um, just kind of hitting the high points. And then we went to Paris. And I remember being like, I have to come back here because I just knew there was so much of the city that I didn't get to see, and we didn't go see any shows or anything like that. And then my junior year, the very next year of college, I was like, I really want to do study a study abroad program, and at USC. We, in the theater department, our only option was um, London. And I was like, well, that's perfect. I guess that makes right. my, my easy to choose. But it was the British American Drama Academy, which is a great program. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so you had to audition. I auditioned. I got in and uh, spent my spring semester of my junior year in London. And it was so amazing. And we saw theater every single night and then we were training during the day. And it was also really my first taste of what a classical training program looked like. Not that USC, USC was a good program, but the USC program was very much like kind of whatever you wanted it to be. Um, there wasn't really a lot of structure. You could you could graduate without taking like more than one acting class. It's kind of wild. So coming to London for that um, Bada training program was the first time I did, you know, deep dives into voice and movement and Shakespeare and um you know, rapier and dagger and uh, theater history. It was just, it was just such a, a, a crucial moment for me in terms of my training. And I really credit that to the reason why I wanted to get my master's because I, I left Bada being like, oh, I want more of that. Mm-hmm. Like if I could just do that for like years and years, um, I'll be a happy human. So yeah, that wow. was my London experience. What was the total time in London? It was a semester. So amazing. Three, three, four and and a half months. months. Yeah. Something like that. The yeah. beauty of something like that is like you are like you were saying, you know, you're like during the day you're completely involved and then at night you're seeing shows. And it's like rarely do we get those opportunities in life now to do that. And so it's such a yeah. beautiful thing to have where you're just like so involved and so immersed in that entire experience. I remember actually my one of my teachers in grad school, um, she said to us that we had a summer session before the 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 real like kind of big work kicked in. And during that summer session, she said, um, you're going to get really overwhelmed because that's what these programs do. They kind of overwhelm you with yeah. training. And, and, um, but remember that this is the only time really in your career as an actor where you can, you can make really messy, brave yes. choices and mm-hmm. you can be bad and you're not going to get fired. Yep. And um, I always, yeah. you know, tried to, uh, remind myself of that when I was in that program because it's true you get really overwhelmed and then you sit there and you go oh my god I have to like memorize like my Tennessee Williams piece and I have to do my Shakespeare right. piece and then you have to go wait when I graduate I'm just going to be like dying dying to mm-hmm. do these pieces yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and dying to feel that overwhelm and yeah. knowing that we're in this kind of bubble space to um to to create and make mistakes and learn and grow mm-hmm. and as you're growing as an artist you are obviously like growing so much as a person like you just feel that you are in this like chrysalis cocoon and you're going to come out as like a, a different person beautiful kind did you to. come out as a different person i did oh i did oh, i went in as ellie cat and i came out as alexander alexander wright the actor we're big on nicknames around here yeah, yeah. yeah. do a big argument about yeah because yeah. i called her shamanica and i didn't like it uh, do we all uh, have nicknames we hate what nickname do you hate no, I'm just, I'm always like Indy or Indina. Oh, Indina. I get a lot of Indina, Indina. in my life. I've never Indina. heard of that. Yeah, because oh. the E and the A go together in some people's minds. So oh. They're like, Indina, is it? I'm like, it's not, but we That's can true. be. I mean, <laughs> if you're attractive enough, I guess. The other day that you thought I was 
say, calling you a nickname and you were like, no. What was it? I forgot. It's a really good story. Hey? I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll remember. Cut that out, John. In. Please yeah. cut that out. Hey, John, our editor. Uh, so help us out here, man. Uh, Monica, yes. you're kind of in a really interesting place yes. because you're looking at, I mean, we need to talk about you finding your LA house, home, and community since you were first on the podcast. Yes. But um, as well, London, you're looking at kind of being bi no, what's the word what for is it? that? International. The global <laughs> series. <laughs> She's Carmen oh, San Diego. Yes, oh, there it is. Multi-country. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Multi-country. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a wild ride, and uh, I mean. The London thing for me started, uh, I was uh, very much an Anglophile as a kid. It was mm-hmm. like obsessed with like Elizabeth the First. remember when the movie came out and I had these like, um, these like pop-up books of like Henry the Ace Wives. Oh and my God. Like, you know, like a dolls or something that you dress up probably. Um, it was actually very odd when I think about it. But, uh, and then for my undergrad, it was very similar to Alex's story of, I went to Pepperdine and we had, they had a campus they still have a campus here in South Kensington, and every other year the theater program would um, go for a semester in the summer, and you would train, and you would work with the RSC, and uh, then you would go see all the shows. That was how I was first introduced to Shakespeare. I was oh, not wow. a huge fan before, which mm-hmm. is, you know, partly why I was so passionate about, like, teaching it to people that are not huge fans, because I'm like, I get it, I get yeah. it. Um, and then seeing, you know, Vanessa Redgrave perform Prospero at the mm-hmm. Globe, and I was like, I'm converted. Oh, wow. um, so, and then we would, the, the difference was then we would rehearse there, and we would also perform at the Edinburgh Fringe Theatre Festival. Okay. Um, yeah, so I remember we did um, a modern adaptation of Moliere's The Misanthrope. Um, okay. And, yeah, set in Malibu, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it was Silliman, uh, and it was probably terrible we loved it um and then uh you know would stop in london mostly uh, like on my way to other places during travels over the you know next 10 years and then uh just started to like really admit that i i really loved it i mean i lived as we've talked about i think before i you yeah. know i lived in new york for 20 years yes. and i finally had the realization of i'm like you know i love new york new york's amazing for what it is but part of it for me when people would ask why new york i would say well it's the closest thing we have in the states to london right and i was like you dummy why not <laughs> why just not go live it? in london so uh when it came time you know when my apartment was up in new york and i was like i just don't think that i want to move to another place in new york um and i had met Alley Cat not oh. long before and I had other friends there in, L- in LA and all these things anyways it ended up being like what if I really tried to split my time like what if I really made a go of this and it was at the time I was like London New York and uh, LA and I love you know New York will be uh, on the way to and from London but I think I need to narrow it down so anyway so it was actually really through Alley Cat that I've, I've found the place that I'm at now which I'm very excited about I moved in for like two nights before I know right <laughs> taking yeah. off uh, and then um yeah, I mean, last year I came out three times. I made a point of being like, I want to check it out in to London to, you know, uh, in every uh, season and stay in different places and get more of a feel from it from the perspective Smart. of what I live here. And I was also researching for a play and a pilot that I'm writing um, that, you know, took place here in the 1700s. And so it just kind of kept kept coming up. And then, you know, as we were talking, you know, right before we hit record, there's there's just so many things you learn just from being there. Like I've had, I have so many questions that I thought I could have Googled around visas and actors equity and all of mm-hmm. these things. It's actually been quite challenging, but wow. every conversation I have, somebody has some amazing insight, uh, you know, as to solve it or like here, I have a flat or, you know, yeah. it, it really is amazing. That's why, again, coming back to what you guys are doing and the event last night and all of that, it really uh, is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. Cause you're like putting it out into the universe. You're like yeah. saying, yeah. you know, you're even, yeah. yeah. Even when Monica was like, um, leading the Thornbud Rose segment of Speed Connect, the examples you were giving, you know, to the crowd were examples of the things that you're in need of. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I, I'm a big believer of like, if you offer vulnerability, people will offer it back. And even it's something as small as like, just saying like, I need a flat or I need a husband. Like I need like a visa, um, you know, anyone? things like that. Anyone? People anyone? just, anyone? they know they can come up to you about that, even if it's yeah. something like similar or, you know, it yeah. kind of takes that guard down a little. So no, that that's amazing. How are you feeling about like moving to London now that you've started to kind of like build more of a community every day in LA. Yeah, it feels, well, it's interesting because <laughs> I was going to say, I'm such a Pisces. This is, this is, that's the joke now. Because <laughs> oh. I'll be like, oh, this is such a Pisces thing. Um, but uh, because 
I am actually so surprisingly happy in LA. Like I really wasn't, yeah. you know, because I grew up in South, in yeah. Orange County, went to Pepperdine. Like I don't know, I had this image in my head of what LA was. Also, LA has changed a lot. I think mm-hmm. in a lot of amazing ways. And uh, so I was actually really sad to leave. In some ways, I was like, oh, only for London. Yeah. <laughs> what I go because it's it. You know, it's definitely the other thing that you start to realize when you really do start to plant yourself in multiple places is that there is a cost. There really, mm-hmm. and I don't just mean like financial costs. I mean like you largely around community, you know, and even when I'm looking at like, you know, auditions or seasons coming up of shows or, you know, anyone wanting to put anything on the books of like, okay, well, here's going to be the next event or whatever. The brain is constantly like context switching and trying to figure it out. And where will I be? Yeah. Where will I be? And, you know, I have an idea in my head of what months I'll be here versus LA, but like the reality as I've learned is like, you know, that's hilarious. That's cute Mm. that you think that. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, much as TBD, I can't wait to have another, you know, chat later in the year and be like, this is how it worked out. Check in. Yeah, exactly. And then Haley, Mm. this is like a big moment. This is a really big moment. Mm. Um, because it's your first time being back since you left Mm -hmm. in 2018, 2017. I left in 2017. And Mm -hmm. how's that been reflecting back on it? You were in a very different place in your life. I was in a very different, very, uh, I didn't realize how, um, dark it was. It was a bad time. It was a bad time. Um, uh, coming back here has been, uh, so exciting. It's been, I keep saying it feels fucking triumphant. Like if someone asks me how I'm feeling, I feel triumphant Mm. because it's really great to have, the the opportunity to turn not on, not only turn this into a positive space and see old friends and see them in a in a different uh, dynamic sort of, um, but also with Indiana to have built something that the four of us could bring an offer to the friends I left behind who knew me when I was kind of I was really trapped and I was you know kind of a I was good at masking, but I was clearly very depressed um, and in bad company. And so having them uh, come and be like, this is awesome. You look so well. Mm. We can tell you're doing well. And this thing that you brought here is cool. So being able to bring something back and offer something to people and also uh, connect in a new way with a a few people who I needed to uh, clear air with or just, you know, give a big hug and let them know that like things are okay between us because mm. things may not have seemed that way before. Um, it's just been, it's, I, I'm renewed, you yeah. know, and, and London is renewed for Aww, me yeah. as well. Well, we talked about the being reclaiming, you know, mm-hmm. cause yeah, we were same thing. I have some memories here <laughs> that I would rather, you know, not, but every time I, if I like see the hotel or something like that, I'm like, I'm reclaiming yeah. it. <laughs> this is mine now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The, Back off. The, um, there is something and I, I, you know, will refrain from using names, but I'm wondering if you're, you're open enough to talk about the experience you had last night and the, t- the story that you had, um, when you left London, because we are building such a, a beautiful kind of community mm-hmm. with cinematography for actors, but also like a beautiful, like female friendship mm-hmm. with multiple um, women. I mean, mm-hmm. who are represented here. We also have, you know, Sydney back home and um, you know, we have Cody who's out seeing some of her friends today and you know, it just keeps growing and there's such a support there and we only know that support in this group. And I wonder if you're open to sharing without using names um, the thing that you had shared with Anna last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can legally do that in a very careful way. Um, I was involved when I lived here with a theater company. So I spent a lot of money on it and I was responsible for a lot of the payout, any kind of like bookings and things like that. And I had to leave town um, for a little while and the director who was directing at the time um, wanted to do a show. So I was like, sure, I'll be away. But, you know, I'm also working a lot so I can finance it and you go ahead and cast and put this thing together and when I come home I'll be really excited to see what you've done um and while I was away he um he was a married man and he cast a very very young girl 
um, who had a boyfriend at the time, but he isolated her through a wild amount of rehearsals that he made her believe she had to be at um, in order to have this part and also made her believe that they had to have a relationship in order for her to do a good job um, in this show. So I came back and I believed at the time or, you know, was blinded or wanted to believe that they were just simply having a relationship um, and that she was as involved as he was. I I realized later that that wasn't the truth and woke up to that victimization of this young girl and felt so guilty that I had financed something and also organized something that put her in that um, that position and that when I saw what was happening I chose to believe that that's not what it was so I reached out to her later after I left the country we we spoke and we were able to kind of you know clear the air there and kind of just be like you know I'm so sorry that I put you in that situation um, and that I wasn't awake enough to be able to like put a stop to it um, and she sent me a letter that she sent to Equity about this director outlying everything and all of the abuse. So last night we were finally, she came to the event last night and we were oh. finally able really to get a hug in and just wow. be like, we are good. I love you and I'm sorry. And whatever kind of support we need from each other, we can come to each other for. And so that was, I mean, I, maybe the biggest thing that I felt needed to happen here. And I feel really clear about it mm. now thank you for sharing that that's so yeah. powerful yeah i didn't know that story at all i know yeah. a big yucky like a big yucky mistake in a place where um women should have helped women and i was the responsible party who did not help somebody I think it's I think it's like way beyond that because obviously you were in the dark for a lot of it and <laughs> yeah, I know I, feel. I, I know feel like I know yeah no I know yeah. yeah I just I when Haley told me that I didn't realize that um she was coming last night and so when Haley and I were at dinner after um with with Anna who's also been on the podcast and was on the panel um Anna Goodbrands um uh Anna hadn't heard that story and so Haley told it and I said that's just such a it's such a crazy thing that you're you had to leave behind and had to hang on to for several years and it's such a beautiful moment when you can kind of come together and support somebody in a new way and also mm -hmm. like feel that you two are kind of together again as women mm -hmm. and something that is so one of the reasons I love Haley so much and the reason that we started a business together is because there's so much support and building mm -hmm. of community and strong women in our circles yeah. and so it's great to come back here and to bring those women that are a part of your past into mm -hmm. this in in a new way that supports them and is like hey the next time I'm here come again to one of these things let's support each other if you're in LA if I'm in London and so it's it's just it's beautiful that you were able to have that experience and to kind of probably feel some sort of like levity to the situation definitely mm -hmm. it's a it is it is a beautifully positive thing now that mm. yeah yeah that and the feelings i have towards her and i also believe the feelings she has towards me are very and know, this director can't work here anymore and, wonderful. and this director can't work here anymore huzzah won't, yeah. won't bother us ever again yeah <laughs> i know it's yeah. good it's great that she she wrote a letter like that yeah. as well to mm -hmm. equity and yeah. and um and knew that that was like the thing she had to do and yeah. sent it to you as and well i'm very grateful to her for sharing it with me well that was uh <laughs> that was our um emotional few minutes Thank um, sharing that cool. Haley. Yeah. Yeah. and bravo oh, to you for for like Again, I hope you have some compassion for yourself because, and some grace because you were also in the dark on a lot of that. And, yeah. but also like bravo to you for going, this is, this is how I feel. And this is where I feel there was a, a missed opportunity or however you want to phrase it. Mm. And also like bravo and give yourself some grace and compassion because mm -hmm. we all know you and we all know your heart and we know that you would never put someone in a situation like that had you known last night on the panel it was so wild especially you know in this industry all everybody on the panel was women and it's so funny because so often in the states 
But they're like, oh, do you know any woman? Do you yes, know any woman I know, it's true. Like, I know five gazillion women. Like, so what, what is wrong with you? I know. It's so wild, well, but it was yeah. so cool to have two of you DPs that mm-hmm. were female and then, you know, us actress folks. I don't know, it was just really It's almost delightful. like I can't find men anymore because I'm just so supported <laughs> by incredible women that I want in the <laughs> yeah. panels, you know? It's like the witches, you know, yeah. like the witches yeah. last week, two of them were on the same show, which Aww. is so Do we need to explain oh the witches? Oh my wait, what? Yeah, Carrie Washington's new show. So the witches, um, mm-hmm. we call ourselves the witches. We don't, we don't really do anything witchy, but... <laughs> Um, hmm. It's a group of women in Los Angeles. Some people are in the industry, some aren't, but we all yeah. get together about, you know, we try to do once a month. We come together and we support each other and we'll do something that's kind of charity focused, but um, it's just the same thing. It's just so, it's just so supportive. Yes. And whenever we have a witch event, it's so lovely because a witch will come up and they'll go, I have been looking for yeah. this and yeah. I haven't been able to find it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had like two witches who are on Kerry Washington's new show. They were both on the premiere and it was so fun to be that like, so oh, cool. witch, it's taken over. <laughs> I know. Congratulations to yeah. those two witches. Yeah. Because I work on the crew side for so long in this industry, I was just surrounded by men. I never thought about having female friends until I got out of like, you know, some bad relationship and was like, I have no female friends to Mm -hmm. go to and I don't want to talk to anybody else. And I have no kind of, and so Haley knows that, you know, she was one of my first like kind of female friends in LA, I would say like close female friends. What? Are you serious? Maybe. Um, (laughs) and, And so, and since then it's kind of been just like this domino effect of just gathering more and more people together. And now my schedule has changed so much from like hanging out with this guy friend to hanging out with this guy friend to like no time for guy friends. And it's just like, I'm seeing female friends all the time. And it's such a satisfying interaction. Every interaction I have is just so there's so much gratitude there and it feels like so fulfilling and it's amazing we haven't been to your witches thing yet we have to come we have our women's circle that we do with some of our female friends and it's very similar it's like just getting together and being honest and transparent and really taking the time to hear each other and and hear where we're at um and and you know share food always some oh, attention yeah. setting i would just take it even a step further because i mean i've i'm by nature rather competitive and it was so wild to me this even happened the other day um alley cat was aka alexander <laughs> yes. okay. was um tape she had some you know auditions some self-tapes oh, awesome. and she did them and she was like you should put yourself on tape for these you would be right for these and i've never had somebody like yeah. say that you know yeah. that was so like, wild you should do this too yeah like, yeah we have like a an email chain women who were like we're kind of all similar ish yeah, 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 yeah and if we get something and we're like you should do this we'll just like pass it on oh, to each amazing. other um because yeah what's oh and then what's also funny is so the the two witches who booked this show this carrie washington show Corey clifford and ellen Rowe, um our other witch was pinned for one of the other parts and so <gasps> wow. when she didn't get it and i knew that she was pinned for it because Corey and her were also pinned and they told me like oh i'm pinned for this thing and they told me the part and i was like oh that's so funny y'all are pinned for the same thing and so when Corey got it i told the other witch and she was like oh my god well if it's not me i'm just so happy it's another witch yeah you know? it's like so <laughs> i just had a birthday and i didn't know what i wanted to do in new city and all of that stuff yeah. and it was a monday but i was like i just wanted to be like witchy and so I went to a witch store and Aww, got a witch candle and cool. they set intentions on it and put spells and so i just did like multiple different things and each outing i went to somebody gave me a candle Oh, yeah, we gave you one. Uh, you guys yeah. gave me a candle, Pisces candle. I was at the, the witch store, got a candle. I was with my college friends, got me a candle. And I don't mean just like, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, what, what were those ones where they're all in a candle? You go in the store in the mall and it smelled terrible because it was like 5,000 different smells. Doesn't oh, matter. yeah, like Yankee candle. <laughs> yes, Yankee candle. We're not talking Yankee candle. We're talking, you know, we're not intention candles. Like candles. white yeah. intention magic, setting yeah. candles. Magic candles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, because we're in London, is there, because I don't know this, um, is there more of a following, respect, whatever you want to call it, around theater compared to L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. LA is not really a big theater time. town. Yeah. Big time. It's big time. Is big it time. just more people want to be involved in like performance because i know you used to run a pub theater and then yeah. i know there's also the shows that you guys are going to it's well just- one of the biggest differences even from new york is that here everything is in one place okay. so you you've got sound stages in here you've got the theater here you've got the theater schools here so everyone can be in one place mm-hmm. in the states uh, you know now yes you're getting kind you're getting some more theater in la and more tv in new york but really traditionally it's been very separate okay um and then the training schools are all over the place so 
somebody pointed that out to me and it, that makes so much sense to me. It's like traditionally it's, it's all been in one place. So that makes it even, Donna. you know, you've got the, the actors are all kind of in one area. The crew is all in one area. There is a theater community in LA. Yes, there is. Yeah. But it's small and it's comprised of people who already know and love theater. It's not like anyone is going to LA and finding theater for the first time the way it happens, tends to happen here. It's people who are already passionate enough that they'll pay money for a ticket and drive to Pasadena to go see a show. I also feel like this idea that as an actor, you can only be one thing Mm -hmm. versus being a multi-hyphenate. I also feel like there used to be this thought and thank God it's changing where it's like, Oh, so you're an actor. So do you want to do theater, Mm -hmm. TV or film? Right. It's like, uh, I want to do all of it. And so I think that it's changing in LA and I think it's changing in New York where you have more um, theater in LA and you're getting more TV and film in New York. But I think because it used to be like, I'm a theater actor, I will go to New York. I am a TV actor. I will go to LA. Right. Mm. Um, and it just, it drives me crazy when people are like, are you with the, I'm like, do all, or I'm going to have students who are like, I really just want to focus on film. I'm like, no one has ever said thou must choose one. Yes. Right. You know, like they're all going to inform each other. Yeah. Well, and also the lines are getting blurred, first of all, between TV and film. There really is no even mm-hmm. line true, true. between there. And then with theater now, it's an interesting thing of it's all film actors being the headliners. So even mm-hmm. it's, it's I think it's actually a tough place for theater actors right now in New York. In L.A., you know, you can go see theater there and you don't have to have like these major credits. Unless but, like the Geffen, yeah. Or yeah, or yeah, yeah. I mean, it actually was funny because the Geffen and Broadway was like I was understudying because I was understudying celebrities. And there was no, you know, it wasn't like it was between me and Laurel and anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's it's still it's actually kind of trying to find its way versus mm-hmm. here you do have big names like we're gonna go see Streetcar and it's got what's Paul Mescal dreamy face yeah. um, and then um, but then you also have actors who are famous theater actors yeah. here right. which is mm-hmm. more rare. Yeah. We may be going to New York with you guys depending on if yeah. you're rehearsing for something. You're Everyone for sure there for your graduation. Go. Um, we should be there. Um, Monica's graduating from yeah. Harvard. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally uh, <laughs> big moment big moment which is not in new york but then i will be in new york yes yes yeah for yeah, sure. yeah. yeah yeah and i i'm not like a big theater person i feel don't want to talk right um, <laughs> um wait we did have a clarification though recently where indiana said that she likes experimental theater it's true oh. Oh, she yeah. just okay. doesn't want to see that things ever. that are on the west end she doesn't want to see a musical or something indiana's a theater hipster she wants to see <laughs> german <laughs> experimental i theater. hate that i was just called that a theater hipster that's me <laughs> She yeah. was like, you would like Vano stuff. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. You want yeah. them to spill tomato juice all over your face. Sure. Yes. Like yeah. a view from yeah. the bridge is yeah. happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shock me. Like, yes. wow me. Yeah. I keep telling everybody recently, I don't know why, um, <laughs> that I am never wowed anymore in my life. Whether, no. whether by food or by men um, Monica and I are wowed by we're everything like, oh my god did you see that I sign? look at that flower so is Haley <laughs> and he's a that's true yeah, and like I'm that. just kind of like been there done that we did talk about this recently because you were like I don't really get interested in food and I'm like are you kidding me everything I eat I'm like oh my no, god that's, that's the only food. reason we knew I had yeah. food poisoning in the beginning was because I'm such a foodie and I, was I love like, that I just can't eat anything I right know now. we had I, beans this morning I thought I was gonna pass out mm, Heinz beans yeah <laughs> I know Haley you know, really I like Cody too it's so funny. <laughs> that's so cute we're the bubbliest and then I then we've got you to like keep us yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm you like keep the Wednesday Adams of the, the group. You are, sometimes. but that's so yeah. in right now. Everyone wants to be Wednesday. It's okay. It I'm, is. In I'm Thursday. Days. I'm like the aftermath. I'm Thursday. I'm, <laughs> I'm the aftermath. But experimental theater maybe is the thing that's gonna wow me. So let's see sure. what they got. But sure. when we're in New York, maybe I'll go to something like that, and then I will go see a Doll's House because Jessica Chastain. Yeah, there and we that go. Is, that is a pretty the way it's staged. It's yeah. not because she's like in a chair, just stripped down. Like, yes, it everyone's does. Everyone's on stage the entire time or something. Yeah. So. Oh, I like stuff like that. I like that because maybe I like analyzing it a little more mm. because I can start to break it down. Yeah. I don't know. Well, things these days are rarely 
I found stage just like proscenium. Oh, okay, yeah. got it, like, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, that musicals, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Won't be going. Sorry, won't yeah. ever go to that. <laughs> um, Haley needs some 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 of you guys in her life more <laughs> to take her to that because um, I will not be Haley. going. Yeah. yeah, even the other night, this guy he was so sweet and he um, surprised her with a dinner by putting his credit card down at a at a Great London restaurant She's and he texted me to organize it Aww. and was like, "What night are you guys free? Bring home." you want he's like best food i've ever had in my life and i saw that and i went yeah okay we'll see and then we get there and Haley's like the best food i've ever had in my life i'm like it's good but it's not like you know like (laughs) it was so good they listen i hate eggplant i hate i think eggplant (laughs) is an abomination the texture's awful it doesn't taste like anything it's just crap we shouldn't eat it they made an aubergine dish that was somehow it was like soft and green in the middle and crunchy on the outside and then bathed in this like beautiful sweet sweet chocolatey soury smoky wasn't chocolatey at all but that's fine there was a little bit of like chocolate in it (laughs) i know because i really tasted it um and then there was like creamy stuff on bottom it was so good it's my favorite (laughs) food and it's eggplant how they do it well here same i'm not an eggplant person yeah Yeah. aubergine Aubergine. Yeah. It's just because it's, it's, everything tastes better if it has a fancy name. It's yeah. like Alexander Wright. Like courgette. <laughs> yeah. I do taste better when I'm Alexander. <laughs> okay, the stage to screen thing. This is something for the CFA side of stuff we want to touch on this year. And we did a director's roundtable once, and I want to do kind of a roundtable on stage to screen. Mm-hmm. Do you, when you guys are coaching that or working through that yourselves as actors... Is there noticeable parts of your brain that are switched on and off for those kind of formats? Is there anything really crazy different for an actor where you're like, okay, I'm in theater mode or I'm in like film mode? Is that a thing? I'm going to say something kind of controversial. Please. For me, like, no. To be right. honest. Like, okay. Yeah. No. I find that actors who go from stage to screen, that that's easier than going from screen to stage. Okay. Yes. yes. It's, I call it just covering. When actors are like, oh, you just do less on screen. In my mind, I don't think that's mm. true. I think you just cover more because if you're doing less, then the, then the performance is flat. Like, I think you still have to have all the prep, all the size that you would for theater, and then you just cover it, and that gives a, a dynamic performance. But to go from screen to stage to make something bigger, but yet still feel authentic and truthful and grounded and not just like playing at something or exaggerated, I think that's a lot more difficult. I hear a lot of actors who are like, oh my God, how do I, how do I, and I'm like, just, you just, you just do it. I don't know. Okay. As a coach, that's my, that's my <laughs> just, just do it. Do it. I, like yeah. as for the character, it has to mean as much. It has, it has exactly. to mean the same amount for both. It's just like your body does different. You just things. cover you it just more. Pull it back physically. Yeah. A you just bit. like we all cover in different ways, right? We all have this rich inner life, all this deep substance, and then we cover it depending upon who we're with and what's appropriate and the social setting. And we all have different ways that we cover. And then that substance will kind of poke through sometimes and that cover comes on a little bit more. Our characters are always going through that. And with theater, there's just more, sometimes I call it leaking. With theater, there's just more leaking out of that mm-hmm. substance in, in like bigger ways, like in, in, a, in a bigger gesture or it's a cross. It's like you, for those who are like, what's a cross? Like you just yeah. move, like movement across the stage. Where in film, that leaking might come out with just like, you move your eye, eye line or, you know, a breath, the way you touch your face or something, right? Like it's just smaller leakage, but it, everything is still there. That's the way I think about it. Or an image that's always really helped me is this idea of, I'm looking at the soundboard right now, like we have all these different levels and it's not about bringing them all down to zero. It's just about like keeping them all where they are in relation to each other and just slightly, just a little zoom yeah. Down on the soundboard. It's not wiping them out completely because we still need to have all that nuance and specificity. I definitely agree. I think that, and it also depends if we're talking about like actual technique, if we're talking about auditioning, if we're talking about right. performance. Because right. performance wise, there is a huge difference just in the fact of there's not multiple takes in the theater, mm-hmm. right? And you have to go through the whole journey in the two hours or whatever. Uh, versus obviously then if you're on set and you are replicating, which is actually, I shouldn't even use that word because you're, you're not trying to replicate your performance, but you are, you know, 
doing it multiple times. I guess you could say multiple takes. You are going out of order. You're doing smaller chunks. So I do feel for that it's a different. Both sides require so much focus mm-hmm. of an actor, but it it is a slightly different use of focus because yeah, when well you know when you're on set, it's staying focused in, while they're you know changing the setup of the cameras. You know, um, it's focused as to where you are on the page. You know, versus what you shot before, but um, you know a previous day or whatever. But in the theater, it requires so much focus because we've all had that experience as actors of like, you kind of go in and out, you know, you're, or, mm-hmm. or you're aware that you're like, oh, this feels really good. Or you hear that, you know, that audience member that, you know, unwraps their candy mm-hmm. wrapper, or their phone goes off. Like, so, yeah, so to right. me, it's, it's the same, it's like the same ingredients, but sometimes you just have to use them as like, different amounts. I love that. You know, yeah. um, but, and then, and I absolutely agree that, it is easier to go from stage to screen because there are still a lot more, especially if you're thinking about if you're, if you're talking about like classical theater too, right? Of course. And um, there's a lot of elements there that kind of, you, you, you do need to know in ways that you don't necessarily need to for mm-hmm. TV in terms of how you're forced. Although it is amazing. Like there's a reason why we love the Judy Dentures of the world, no matter, you know, whether she's on stage or screen. Right. Yeah. I have seen with actors, I've not had the privilege to be a, you know, series regular, but I have seen that in my, uh, my acting class. We, we get some in. They're very smart actors, meaning, you know, they can really, they can move the scene forward, mm-hmm. but all the, the challenge that my teacher, Tony Greco, shout out, would always say, you know, is really about, okay, well, now you're allowed to be messy here. Expand, right, take the risk. Yeah. Be, where you, right. you've been, that muscle has been sort of trained out of you on most sets mm-hmm. just because it has to be there's for, you know, time. for time. Yeah. yeah. And depending on the show, and there's a very specific rhythm and it can, it can only take this amount of, you know, seconds mm-hmm. in the scene. Um, so, yeah. 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 Something else, too, I just thought about is, you know, when you're rehearsing a play, you have this beautiful luxury of building relationships. As you're building relationships with your castmates, those relationships are naturally forming on stage as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm doing um, Macbeth, and I can say that because we're not in a theater, (laughs) and I'm Lady Macbeth and I have my Mac, like, we're able to, as we are getting to know each other in the rehearsal process, build our own like physical vocabulary with how we Mm. touch each other, interact or how we look at each other across the room as a married couple. When you show up on a set and you meet your husband and you're a guest star, you don't have that luxury. You have to, it's so interesting too, because I love watching how people interact with each other when they first meet on set, how quickly you have to build that intimacy, like with deep eye contact Uh with sharing breath, pulling them over immediately, getting comfortable with like not necessarily touching each other, but being in each other's energetic space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to do that so <laughs> immediately because you it don't be have the first time you've ever met this person mm-hmm. yeah. and then you have to be intimate with them. Ooh, and thank yeah. God now we have, you know, intimacy coordinators and choreographers to help facilitate those conversations, like the actual conversations around that, around that intimacy. But, you know, you don't have that luxury of, of oh, yeah, I've, I've been getting a pint with this person every day after rehearsal. Yeah. And so there's like there's our own intimacy offstage that can bleed into our intimacy on stage. So mm-hmm. I always find that really fascinating, that immediate kind of connection and deep listening that has to happen with a complete stranger. Well, yeah. and then on shows you have, you know, if you were to go on Grey's Anatomy, you're walking into something where people have known each other for, mm-hmm. you know, years and years and years and years. And if you're coming in, you know, as the guests of the day, you know, it's, it's it is very different energetically versus very if you're all starting. Yeah. Even in, I mean, I guess you do, you have that in theater, you get, you have put-ins and things like that for something that's been running for a long time. That's usually musicals because mm-hmm. plays don't tend to run as long, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's more of the dynamics. It's less about the actual act. No, that's it's the same. That's the same, but it's the whole world around it that yeah. you know. Got it. I'm curious to hear if y'all have had this experience. Whenever I go do like a guest star spot or something, that's like the first day. Mm-hmm. You can tell, and of course, because I remember I was a series regular on a show that sadly never went off the ground, but we shot a lot of seasons of it, and I remember after a while, like you have some new people coming in every day and you, you're obviously you want to be gracious and welcoming and generous to them, but then you're also doing your own yeah. stuff, you know? And so when you meet someone new, you kind of forget this is this person's first time on set. Like it might be my right. 200th time on this set. This is their first time. So anyway, the phrase I always say to myself now, and I've never like said this out loud, so this is going to be weird, but I heard this once, which is know me by my work. And so when I show up on a set and I meet the series regulars and I can tell they have like zero interest in really getting to know me because they have 10,000 other things mm-hmm. they're worried about. It's always interesting because after that first take, mm-hmm. when then they're like, what's your name again? Yeah. You know, know me by my work. 
I'm going to show up. You're going to have no idea who I am. We're going to shake hands. You're probably going to forget my name. Yeah. But I feel like after that first take, you'll go, oh, okay. this person can work. Yes. And this person knows what they're doing. And that always is the thing that builds trust, I feel like, when you walk onto those sets where it, they're just, they're such a well-oiled machine and they're so used to just, here's a new person, mm-hmm. here's a new person. It's like, know me by my work. Let me be that person that makes you stop and go, who are you? And that was one of the things that I feel like we lost with um, in the pandemic. We were so siphoned. So I had left acting for like eight years and I came back really just in time for the pandemic. Like the last things I've right. done booked have all been in the pandemic. And so, or even like now, like with the rules, so people are so separated so that you have to stay in your trailer until it's like time to come on set. Um, and they, there's still like sort of this nervousness oftentimes about around being the you know having being near the series regular and you know Mm -hmm. contagion and all of those things (laughs) and I think that that's that's been a bummer like I do remember my first thing back was the blacklist and we were filming in an actual house so it's really hard to keep people separate and we were literally it was like go to your room and it's nothing against you know they were doing everything they could like the stand-ins were wearing masks I didn't even get I like try to make a point to say thank you to my stand-in whatever but it was really really no 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 so I think um you know I'm hopeful that we're hopefully you know things will start to open up again because mm-hmm. that is one of the things that i feel um makes our job harder yeah. is is that separation and also um finding something small finding some point of connection even if you don't get to say it out loud mm-hmm. so like when i was doing something and i had to be this like grieving mother i was just you know you're just like plopped in and and it's go and the lead actor was wearing a watch that my dad has yeah i remember you. yeah talking about and that. so i just like focused on the instead of being overwhelmed that i'm in the scene with the two series regulars i focused on that and that helped just helps like ground even if it, even if it's not it has nothing to do with your choices as an actor it's something familiar um you know there's a story that my teacher will tell about like ellen bernstein telling this like guy that was on for like a day that had to play her son like you have the same eyes as Frank Sinatra. Then it was like, go. But it was like, the, the guy was like, that was all I need. Oh. Like, yes, now this is my mom. You know, you just need those like small things to feel seen and connected, I mm. think. Wow. Also, that's so helpful because presence is all about finding our surroundings and the people we're with more interesting than our own self-talk mm. and our own self-awareness mm-hmm. and self- self-consciousness. And you're so self-conscious as an actor when you have all these cameras pointed at you. And especially like, again, if you don't know the crew yeah. or are collaborating with them in the way that y'all are encouraging people to you your your own internal monologue about your performance and am i doing this right is so loud and that is the death of all presence mm. so whenever i'm being slated i'm like what's one new thing about my partner or if it's just me i'm like what's one new thing about the space like oh there's um a scratch on the side of that cabinet yeah you know just like find like you have frank sinatra's mm. eyes like mm. that's that that's my dad's one watch like thing. those things it's about just taking that magnifying glass that so wants to just be on yourself mm-hmm. and just going can i force this out that's why meisner repetition is so great for actors because meisner repetition is just all about you What's are making new? comments about me so yeah. I'm going to feel so self-conscious right now because you're making comments about me and I have to override my impulse to watch myself through those comments and make comments about you. Alex, I want to ask you about knowing by my work and being yeah. slotted in as a co-star and realizing that you got to be there and work and then you'll be able to connect. Mm-hmm. Aside from just being a good actor and mm-hmm. having your art ready is there anything you are doing when it's time to shoot uh maybe you're doing it unconsciously at this point but was there anything that you found you can interact with the crew in a certain way that lets them know you know what you're doing and you can work and you're Mm. ready to work good question um i think it's like having the conversations that y'all are talking about having you know Mm. which i think is so scary to have if you're doing a co-star that you're probably not early in your career, but like that's probably one of your first few times on set. And so as a co-star, it can be scary to go like, what's my frame? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, but yeah, not being afraid to, I think, a, first of all, I think a big thing, and this is going to sound negative and I don't mean for it to knowing when to not be in the way when it, when to not take up space or when to not ask questions. Like if you are a co-star, don't be asking people what your motivation is like <laughs> right you know yeah. like don't be talking about your process right like your motivation is to move the story yeah that's, you're moving like and, that's what and you're doing do what, what you for. did in the audition like yeah so i think part of it is also knowing when not to ask questions um mm-hmm. and kind of yeah reading the room mm-hmm. um knowing when to like be out of the way and then when you do find the time to ask the question making sure you're asking questions that are um in collaboration with the people around you so that you are helping the the dp that if you're asking the director a question it's 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 about how am i moving the story forward um and i hate to say it but really i feel like a lot of it is just like 
being easy and nice and kind and, and showing that you're open to collaborate, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, look, everyone has their own process. And I always say like, I don't care if you pray to a purple praying mantis, like whatever gets you through the take. But I think a big problem too, that I see on set with a lot of new actors is they make their process everyone else's problem. Mm-hmm. And that to me is not show me, know me by my work. That is like, let me show you my work. Yeah. And so interesting. not, and that's not, uh, that's not being a good teammate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a, maybe that's my answer. It's like letting people know that through your work, in through your actions that you're there as a teammate and a collaborator versus making the whole process about you. Right. You know, I was on a show, this was the one I was a series regular on and this guy um, was supposed to be recurring and he ended up not returning um, because we all had such an issue with his process because he only wanted to be called by the character's name. He was a day player. Oh, I mean, for this one, this is yes. his first day on yeah. set. Right. He was going to be recurring, but he only wanted to be called by the character's name. He was listening to his music really loud between every take. And so the poor sound guy was mm. like, hey, can you please turn your music off? And then he would have to, sorry, character name, will you please turn your music off? And then we had to sit there and wait while he took his headphones out. And then he would like Quiet find a PA mm. and like mm. hand them off to the PA. And, and, and so like everything just took like... Maybe only 30 seconds longer. But it's just taxing. It's taxing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's, I think, an idea amongst greener actors that, like, if I have this process, people will think that I'm professional. That doesn't help anyone. Understanding your place in the collaboration and understanding everyone is important. Every, you know, there are no small, small parts, only small actors. But there are parts that are meant in the story to be a tool for the story, not you're a tool to tell the lead stories, kind of. So if you know that that's where you are, your process can't be bigger Mm -hmm. than one and two on the call sheet. Yeah. Well, and I just want to say that it's not method because people are going to listen to that and be like, oh, that actor is being method. That's not giving a method a bad name. I like that you're saying that. That's funny. It makes me so mad when people are like, even the other day I was on a call and someone was like, oh, well, you have to meet Alex. She she trained in in Russia and Stanislavski system. So she's she's method. And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) don't tell people that. Is that the actor's worst fear of being like called method when you're not method? No, no. I mean, I said method, but is that method is method is just a method of acting actually technically. But it has been. Depending on who you talk to, Bastard, it is, it is, yeah, there's many, many ways. And even that's because at the studio, it, their teachers broke off and there's all these like different Got it. stories, you know, versions about what it is. But, um, uh, you know, and of course I believe the way that I'm being trained now mm-hmm. is, is correct. But right. the, the, no matter what, that is not what Stanislavski was talking no. about. It has nothing to do with actually, imitating. It's the opposite. It's actually the opposite, opposite of, of what Stanislavski oh, wow. actually hated all of that. Yeah. And so... Yeah. It, we can quick little theme. Yes, please, please. <laughs> Educate those that don't know. Yeah. So Stanislavski, Konstantin Stanislavski, Russian um, theater director and practitioner, and he created Stanislavski's system. And then um, because he was creating this in the middle of you know, the Soviet Union, he was writing all these books. And so what we have in the States is actually like a very bastardized, censored version of mm. what they have in Russia. And then at the time, you know, if you wanted to study with him, he was doing workshops in America, but a lot of people went to study with him. And so... Um, Stella Adler and Lee Strasberg studied with Stanislavski and because we're human they were like I have the real system no I have the real system but really what they were doing was just like taking the parts that worked for them and then like extrapolating yeah, on those sure. and so when people hear method what they typically are thinking of Stras- is Strasberg um, it's and not Stanislavski's system oh and then you had all of the, the you know the actors coming out of there like Brando and such and these sort of you know larger than life characters Brando wasn't doing that Brando, right. you know in streetcar like he he is truly acting off of Vivian like he's taking her version of Blanche seriously and acting off of how he felt about her right. that's very different than him being like I need to go research what I'm, in the character yeah. the entire yeah time. you must call me yeah Stanley. that is not that's not method <laughs> the idea that yeah. like I have to be in character all the time and like there is that's not I feel no. like method has become synonymous with 
actors inconveniencing everyone else around them. Like <laughs> Which actors being so like, this strange. is for my art. Yeah. yeah. We have to wrap up, but I thought we would do that by doing the uh, Thornbud Rose that Monica leads <sighs> because it's become such an integral part of our like All in-person right. stuff. Could you explain the Thornbud sure. Rose that maybe someone can take off of this podcast and bring to a coffee interaction they're having and then we'll do our own? Sure. So during the eight years that I had left acting, I was doing a lot of um, community building and programming and events and things like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of big part of that is getting people to actually connect with one another. Uh, And um, so the idea behind the Rosebud Thorn is uh, it's really sort of an empathy uh, exercise, but also something that... um, no matter what state of being that you're in, you'll be able to find, you know, to, to share honestly with that. So the rosebud thorn, I'm going to do it in reverse order so yes. that we end on a positive note. Okay. So a thorn is something that you could use help with, something that you're struggling with right now. And that could be something, you know, large. Like I give it, you know, give the example of like, oh, I could really use help figuring out visa stuff here <laughs> yes. or n- husband or whatever, you know, whatever you want it to be. A bud is something that is in process. It's something that's growing. It's something that's, you know, you can, it's on the horizon. It's, you know. Uh, uh, you know, a script that you're that you're finishing. Rose is what's blooming, what's going really well, what, as being in the podcast again yeah. in London. Um, Amazing, huzzah. huzzah! Haley, do you want to start it off? Okay, uh, yeah. Um, my thorn right now is um, I really, really want to uh, go back to theater in a big way. I have wanted to for a long time, but. I have psychological demand avoidance, so <laughs> I am not doing it. I'm not looking for monologues. I'm not preparing anything. I'm just wishing that I could go back to theater. Um, so that's my big thorn right now is my frustration with um, myself and uh, the, the things that I have to do in order to do something that I want to do. Um, my bud is that I learned how to... I think curl my hair. It looks in really a great, really man. great way, yeah. but I'm really in a happy. Heatless, like, yes. heatless it's way. Heatless. Oh. It's not interrupting my sleep, but I think I've figured it out. Um, there's a little. There's bangs that I'm trying to figure out right now, but that's my bud. <laughs> I, that is a big bud right now because I've always wanted curls. Um, and my rose is cinematography for actors. It just keeps blooming and keeps bringing me people who I just like fucking cherish you know like Mm -hmm. I find everyone who I'm meeting to be the most interesting person and I'm so excited about it and my friendship with Indiana just keeps getting like deeper and more wonderful Mm -hmm. and I just feel like the gifts I'm getting from uh building this company with Indiana are just the biggest bloomiest bloom (laughs) Indy I'll I'll finish. I'll finish. I'll finish. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I need to okay. think. I She's need inspo think. all the time from people because I always get stuck on the bud. Well, um, it's because we don't impress you enough. <laughs> I'm not wowed. Um, nothing wows nothing Indiana anymore. wows me anymore. Yeah. Alex. My thorn. Really, it's just about finding balance, which I think mm. is something that I always struggle with. I'm very enthusiastic about many things. Because we're Aww. seven on the Enneagram. We're seven. Enneagrams, we are the opposite of Indies. Yes. Um, yeah. So I tend to say yes to a lot of things, and then I'm like, yes. Time. So that's my thorn. My bud is, though, and this I am excited about this, and this will help with the thorn, is bringing on more coaches for the community. Amazing. Because right now, it's great. It's when you're like, I'm too busy, I have to turn away work, but you always hate doing that. So it's nice. Monica's actually going to be one of the coaches. <gasps> yes. Um, oh my God, so a great are, addition yes. to the team. Fantastic. Nice Cody's going to be doing her yes. alignment branding work. Mm-hmm. Corey, who was actually just in the Carrie Washington show, she's going to be um, coaching. And then Meg's going to be doing all our commercial coaching. It's so. a team. Yeah, I love this. So fantastic. I love stuff. And they're all witches. So this wows me. This wows me. Oh, yeah. I love this. And so it's. It, that's really cool to just be like, "Hey, do you want do you want some work?" And, yeah, and, um, and then I can be like, "Please take this work." Yeah, um, the rose. I agree. Is like y'all. This whole trip. Um, I'm just like I want to cry. Like every day, you know, 
getting to hang out with Monica and Cody yeah. and like I'm so grateful for Monica too like I mean <laughs> so like, you know think about like we met we feel like, the love over here we, we like, feel met it last year on zoom it's when like you she know, coached and I booked so like you know uh-huh. it's just like the the universe just keeps being like do you want to meet another amazing human here I know. Yeah. You know I know it's just like a, it's just a what's the phrase a a, a of something of riches. Oh, an embarrassment an of riches. Embarrassment. An embarrassment of riches. <laughs> Fantastic. We are embarrassed. I'm yeah. so embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, Monica. Well, okay. Thorn is sort of, I mean, very similar because, again, we are very similar in this way. But, I mean, t- time because there's all the things. But I'm actually going to go with a more recent Thorn that happened the other night. And I can't believe I'm going to admit this. Okay. Um, oh, we're ready. Oh. Um, there is a, a, a British actor director that I have been a fan of, we shall say. And um, everybody's been like, you're going to meet him. You're going to meet him. He's on, not, not on social. It is very difficult to find this man. And um, I was like, I was really, I was really ready. I was really ready this time. And then um, we were at, when we met up with you guys for drinks, I was like, nobody knows him. I have no contact. And one of them was like, oh, I know someone who, know, who works with him, I think. I don't want to give away like too much. So anyway, so she texts him and she's like, like very casually come back. She's like, oh yeah, he's taken with children. And I was like, I don't think you understand how devastating just- this is to me. And I'm like getting through like drinking my gin and tonic. Like, <laughs> oh my fine. God. So, yeah. fine. Um, um, so that I'm going to, I'm going to say that's my thorn. However, you know, it is opening me up to new possibilities <laughs> because I have been determined. Your heart is open. Person. My heart is open. Um, but he is such a trope of what my type is. Um, so, and then my, my okay, well, I just said that my bud is, um, creative projects I, I have these scripts that it's, it's about like time these scripts these projects that i can feel they're on the horizon i just need to like finish them yeah. for heaven's sake <laughs> and then um the the rose is the rose is the community i mean i know you know it sounds repetitive but it's been i, I mean just amazing oh. there's so much alignment happening it yeah. feels like it's actually happening hourly and so mm-hmm. i think oh. it's like almost overwhelming i keep saying i just right. need to like sit down and like figure out how to put all these pieces together that's um, an embarrassment of riches i totally forgot to tell you this story and i feel like this might give you some some hope i had um, a british actor like that that i fell in love with in the pandemic went down a rabbit hole learned all about him he does stuff on the west end he's just, I think he's I know just who it is. beautiful no <laughs> social media at all last month my friend from grad school was like i'm having this party and my friend from grad school now um, is a dialect coach in all these big sets. And so I walk into my friend's house and there is this uh, man. And we like lock eyes. So I like kind of fumble around for like an hour and don't really know what to do with my hands. And then he comes up and starts talking to me. We hit it off. He hits on me. I find out he is married <gasps> to someone who is very famous. And that's the night that Ben showed up at the dinner party. That same party saw me talking with him. And now Ben and I are dating. And now. I love that. Maybe so. he's your bridge exactly. boy. Yeah. He's your bridge boy. He's your bridge You're going to run into him next year. You're going to see him at a party. And he will bridge you to the He will bridge you to the next person. I just hope I can be there to witness I just hope it's sooner than next year. Uh, Everyone, Monica is ready to mingle. (laughs) But it's very specific. (laughs) I said you have to look very pale. She goes, he needs to look like he hasn't seen the sun in three years. (laughs) Oh my god. Because he's studying. Okay, Indiana. I'll finish it off. Um, Thursday over here. Um... (laughs) The thorn. Uh, everything. It's, <laughs> it's everything. My life is a thorn. The thorn is probably like staying true to like my actual emotions and situations. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm like very good at that. And then as soon as I'm plunged into the thing that I'm most um, insecure about, which is relationships with new people, um, which is shocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, is I suddenly then become like, I like will be, I try and turn off the emotions and go into work mode if there's conflict. So it's more like it's, it's, um, some would say robotic. Um, but it, it's like, oh, how do oh, I, no. I know, how do I isolate the feelings and start to analyze the situation in order to resolve conflict immediately? Because mm. I don't want to prolong the amount of conflict needed. And so instead of that, so while doing that, I think I, push off the way I'm actually feeling just so I can get it over with. And then it like, um, 
what is it ruminate it just you keep replaying yeah. it kind yeah of. and so i think staying true to being like look i if you perceive me any sort of way because i have emotions that's fine then maybe we're not a match kind of thing mm -hmm. so i think i just have to actually be emotional um where i tend not to be i like tend to put the positive out but then like get rid of that negative side mm -hmm. um so that I think is the thorn of staying true to the emotional side of me, both areas. And then I think bud is, I mean, everything's in bloom, which is great. I think the bud is the scheduling. So I think for me, I love having a busy schedule, like back to back things. I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> I need Shocking. a B12 shot every two weeks, but, uh, but I love that. Um, that's why I love looking at Alex's calendar when she loves me because I'm just like, oh, this is my life. Like she's like, I have time for an hour. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I can't fit you out 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm like, do I need to book something in there? So it's just filled. Um, uh, and so I think like that, the, the bud is figuring out in the schedule how to also have a life. So yeah, it's like, what does totally. it look like? Is, am I able to process the things during my day because I have enough time to process emotions and reflect on what I'm and live in the present if I'm constantly going from one thing to the next. I just love that you say process instead of process. I know, process. I know, I know. I've but you know what? My therapist pointed that out to me. She was oh, like, yeah. I think you're just distracting yourself. I'm not saying this is you. No, no. You but like right. you're distracting yourself from your emotions by packing your schedule so yeah. much that there's no white space to like actually absolutely. sit and feel. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely. Ouch. I'm totally, I totally agree. That's totally it. She said it's, you know, if we have fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Mm. That's, oh, that's the flight. That's the flight. The book, 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 book. Oh, interesting. Wow. Flight, fight, freeze, or fawn. It's like, it's our trauma responses. What's the last one? Fawn. Fawn, which is mine. Yeah, I, I, go in, I go into <laughs> fawning too, where it's like, yeah. whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever oh, you want. Oh, interesting. Got it. The rose is definitely just like life as a whole, including cinematography for actors. So like, I have currently three careers, um, which is great. <laughs> I'm now a you know, VP of partnerships and strategy for a, a sub rental company. So I'm getting nice. to support the best thing about that. And I have provisions in my contract where I can still, you know, take off days for shooting, which is great. Fantastic. But the best part about that is the people that have supported me in my career are a lot of vendors and rental houses, obviously as a DP. And now I'm able to kind of turn tables and mm. go, go into meetings and go, Hey, we've known each other 10 years. I'm now in a position. How can I support you? Love and that. I love that because our community is all about support. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm DPing, which is great. Cause I just got off of, um, the reshoots for sorry the additional for a feature that i'm excited that's going to come out and oh. then um cinematography for actors we're now getting approached by companies to do events so fantastic fingers crossed middle east works out that's the next thing i'm putting out into the universe right now but um <laughs> come on doha <laughs> but i feel very much in alignment with all of you and i'm so excited that we were able to kind of do a recap episode i'm so sorry to miss all of these incredible london special well, they're theater edition. people so we're <laughs> just gonna yeah. sing songs <laughs> i know exactly but thank, yeah but thank you guys so much for coming on again oh, thanks um, for having us if yes. we Our we pleasure. will link below alex and monica work and where you can find them and then Haley and I probably have some newsletters and photos from recent events we can share and oh yeah keep the love coming but uh we hope you enjoy these London episodes cheerio thanks for joining us you guys Yay. see you soon bye. thanks for listening bye and this was another episode of the Topanga Collective <laughs> Cinematography for Actors Delta Acting Community <laughs> Monica McCarthy <laughs> Philosophy Podcast oh